1: The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Um, (laughs) 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 Welcome to episode 135 of the OFNT podcast, which I'm calling Top of Mind. US trader Edward Snowden was granted Russian citizenship by a decree from President Putin. Well, congratulations, comrade. I wonder if this honor makes you eligible to be drafted to fight in Ukraine. (laughs) Speaking of traders, there seems to be a slew of them recently, most following in Snowden's footsteps trying to sell secrets to Russia, but one couple were trying to sell nuclear sub-secrets to Brazil. Well, they're in trouble because everybody knows that possessing anything about nuclear power is illegal right? President Biden searched for Representative Jackie Walorski of Indiana in the audience while making an appearance during a conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. The problem is that Representative Walorski has been dead since August, killed in a car accident. You know, I really do feel sorry for Mr. Biden. His handlers, especially that wife and Fox doctor of his, Jill, along with his handlers, should be charged with elder abuse. And that's my opinion. Tech News. Now, before I start this week's rundown of tech news that I find interesting, let me just say that most of the tech news, in my newsfeed at least, has to do with gaming. Now, I know gaming is a big deal, but it's just dominating the news feeds, it seems. I guess this just shows how feeble the tech industry has become with only a few dominating companies. Shame. Now, talking about dominating companies, that giant fruit company, also known as Apple, seems to have a problem with iOS 16. The newly released version is playing havoc with users' battery life. I've noticed that my iPhone 13, poor person's edition, has taken a hit, but not much of one. On the other hand, my son, who's rocking an iPhone SE, which is the poorest poor person's edition, is reporting a tremendous hit on battery life on his phone. Well, I'm kind of hard on Apple. I think this problem will be fixed via software updates shortly, though. They're good like that. Unlike their buddies over at Google, who just can't seem to get battery life down pat. And more on that later. Do you use keyboard app SwiftKey on your iOS device? When I used Google Nexus phones and then Pixel devices, I sure did. That was until Google improved their Gboard keyboard app. Apple opened up iOS to third-party keyboards in 2014, and I used SwiftKey on my iPhone 6 and beyond until Apple's own keyboard caught up with SwiftKey. Well, I'm sad to announce that SwiftKey for iOS will no longer be available for Apple devices starting on October 1st. If you already have the app installed, it will continue working until you either uninstall it or upgrade your phone. I still think the keyboard that came standard on Windows Phone was the best one I've ever used. And yes, I'm still upset about that mobile operating system's demise. Anyway, if you use an Android phone, you're still good to go. For now. Amazon held an event last week, which seemed to be fairly low-key, at least compared to last year's event. They announced a new large 10.2-inch Kindle reader called the Scribe, which lets you jot notes down on its e-paper screen. While this model can cost you up to $370, there's no way this old fart will be getting one. Amazon also released some new Echoes with the capability to extend the company's Eero Wi-Fi mesh network. Now, the only Echo I'll possibly be purchasing in the future is that big, beautiful 15-inch screened one. The biggest news that came from the event was a pair of Fire Omni television sets, a 65-inch and a 75-inch model. The big deal about these sets is that they use the advanced QLED display system and come in cheaper than their rivals. The 65-inch set will cost you $800, while the 75-incher will set you back $1,100 smacky bucks. If you remember, and I hardly do, the last year's Amazon event was mostly about the company's entry into the fitness industry. We had a new Fitbit-type band introduced, along with fitness content from Orange Theory and other big names in the industry. This fueled speculation that Amazon was going to attempt to buy Peloton. Well, that didn't happen, and you don't see or hear anything about that Halo View fitness band around the old intertubes, meaning it's a Flop. Welp, Samsung is being called out once again for swollen batteries that pop off the back of their phones. This according to a report by tech guy John Prozer of YouTube fame. I think the cause of this is that the company tries to cram the largest battery possible into their phones. Why? Because Android is just not efficient with batteries due to JavaScripts running on top of the kernel, along with manufacturers plopping their own UI on top of this mess. Hey, remember the Note 7 debacle? Hey Google, where's fuchsia? When you need it. Peloton, that connected fitness company that I, for some reason, love to talk about, has just announced a deal to sell the company's bikes, treadmills, and guide, along with accessories at Dick's Sporting Goods retail stores and website. Now, Amazon has a similar deal with Peloton, but only for the original model bike and guide strength training device, not for the tread or bike plus. You know, I think Peloton should follow the old razor company trick. You give away the razor for free and sell the customer the blades. In Peloton's case, they should half the price of the original bike and raise the monthly fee for the app to like 50 bucks. For those like myself who use the Peloton digital app on non-Peloton hardware, keep the Price the same, but put ads on it and add an annoying pop up asking you to buy a Peloton bike at a discounted price. That's how other connected fitness companies do it. Finally, for this section, pour one out for Google Stadia, the company's game streaming service. Stadia allowed console level games to be played on Apple Mac computers for the first time, just like their PC brethren. Google cited a lack of customers as a cause for the shutdown. Hmm. Best economy ever, my foot. Servers for Stadia will be shut down by mid-January of 2023. (music) Tech I'm Using Last Tuesday, I received an email and text from Aura, maker of the smart ring I wear and sometimes love. The company was announcing the release of a new model the aura horizon ring now the only difference between it and the heritage model that i wear is that the horizon is completely round and costs 50 dollars more the company keeps touting the rings battery life which used to be great but if you've listened to previous episodes then you know that i don't even get a day on a full charge any longer i recommend a hard pass on the horizon and aura in general until this battery issue gets fixed I've received a couple of firmware updates lately, but neither seems to have addressed the problem with the battery. I don't know why, but the YouTube app for Apple TV plays havoc with my AirPlay speakers. It had gotten to a point where the app was unusable, unable to play any sound through my Apple HomePods or IKEA Sona speakers. A couple of updates of the YouTube app later, and the sound through the HomePods work fine now, but not the Ikea Sonos speakers. Every other app has no problem generating sound through both brands of speakers. Come on, Google, don't be evil. (laughs) Entertainment News. Apple has ended its content partnership with the billionaire victim, Oprah Winfrey. I recall the day back in 2018 when old bow-legged Tim Apple called the mother of all wokesters to the stage at an Apple event to announce the partnership and how Tim Apple was starstruck in her presence. What content was produced with Oprah for Apple TV? Well, beats me. I'm sure there were a couple of documentaries that no one watched. I wonder how many millions of dollars they paid the former talk show host over the four-year contract for such a low output of work reminds me of Spotify and the millions they shuffled over to Obama's higher ground productions before ending their partnership. That collaboration spawned two short-lived podcasts that even the most ardent of St. Barack's worshippers lost interest in you ain't pandering much. <laughs> For those still interested in the tragic tale of Marilyn Monroe, don't bother with Netflix take on the story called Blonde. My lovely wife and I attempted to watch it and punched out about 30 minutes in. It's Boring with a capital B. Podcasting news. If you even noticed, I tried something different audio-wise the last two episodes. I used what's called a master track and tried some new plugins, but wasn't satisfied with the results. So this episode, I've returned to the old way of doing things, for better or for worse. Speaking of which, my audience numbers did pick up a bit in September. Nothing to write home about, but better than August. To all new listeners, welcome aboard. The new honchos over at Cable News Network, better known as CNN, have announced the firing of some of the once trailblazing network's podcasting division employees. I think we'll also see a reduction of some of the shows they currently churn out, along with some of the hosts. Supposedly, the new management wants to get back to factual news reporting versus the opinion-driven drivel CNN has been pumping out for years now. The company needs to get rid of the biased writers and producers too, not just the news readers and journalists. In past episodes of this podcast, I ran down which podcast listening apps I used. I had narrowed it down to Pocket Cast and Castmatic with Castmatic being a true podcasting 2.0 app. Well, Some shows I subscribe to, some who have been kicked off Apple's podcast index and also Spotify, have not been showing up on Castmatic nor Podverse, another podcasting 2.0 app I use. These shows have been showing up, however, on the supposedly non-podcasting 2.0 app PocketCasts. Go figure. PocketCasts was one of the leading podcast listening apps until they were bought by a consortium of taxpayer-funded woke media companies. That's included NPR and the BBC. Under this ownership, the creators of the app, although kept on to further develop Pocket Casts, were put on the shelf and the app started to wither and die. WordPress owner Automatic came to the rescue and the original developers were given a free hand to improve the app. Since then, there's been some cosmetic changes, but the biggest change for me is that the app seems to be using the Podcasting 2.0 Index. Now, this hasn't been officially announced, but how else would it be able to pull these exiled shows down? To not offend its woke users, I guess they're keeping the use of the podcasting index on the down low. I'll be canceling my subscription to Castmatic and maybe Podverse, too. You know, if you don't need the enhancements brought by the podcast 2.0 compliant apps, you can't go wrong with Pocket Casts. Time for my weekly rant. The more the current administration is in power, the more I'm realizing that this country is being led by the B or possibly C team. From the president falling upstairs, shaking hands with ghosts, and calling out for dead people, to the vice president with her word-salad speeches and statements, along with her confusion over who on the Korean Peninsula is our ally, proves this to me. Then you have a White House press secretary whose voice cadence makes her unlistenable to me anyway, and I'm sure others. When the press asked about the calling for dead people incident, she used that top of mind saying 13 times. I know that because Breitbart's podcast put together a montage and actually counted. What does top of mind mean anyway? Or as she says it, top of mind. Besides redefining gender these days, are we omitting it from speech now? Shouldn't the correct saying be top of his mind? I think we are being governed by a committee, a committee made up of Lord knows who and with little to no experience. Yeah, combine that with the politicalization of government agencies, and particularly the three-letter ones, and we have a dangerous period of time in this country. Now, to be fair, the politicalization of the government agency and gender and sexual orientation freak show we're experiencing started under the odious Obama administration. Even Bill Clinton has spoke out about the open border policy and the unbridled flow of illegal immigrants across our border. While the Democratic Party calls out Republicans as evil and fascists, they, along with their buddies in big tech and media, team up at the Democratic Party's direction to demonize and censor anything that doesn't adhere to the current narrative. The DOJ and other law enforcement entities have become nothing more than the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party and have lost the confidence of most citizens who are aware of what's going on these days. As the sun slips below the horizon, ending the day, episode 135 is almost at its conclusion. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. I'll be working my day job for the next two weekends, so I'll try to throw in a couple of straight-from-the-desk shows for your listening pleasure. Remember, Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. The remnants of Hurricane Ian are about, so why don't you get your raincoats on and get off my lawn. I'm out. Stay skeptical. See ya.